going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Thursday? Today is the 13th, April 13th, 2023. How's your week going? How are you doing this week? It's been it's been weird over here, but uh, I think we're back on track. On today's show, it's going to be a little, uh, a few different things. I just have my thoughts on some different topics today. We're going to talk about the, the beer sales in baseball, uh, points bet, voiding the Tyus Jones bet. I've had this on the notes for a while, but we're going to get to that. I mean... I've got a lot of thoughts on that. And then we are, are going to also talk uh, bullpen projections in the in the uh, MLB and how to approach bullpen handicaps and things like that. So uh, we'll get to all that and more on today's show. Special thanks to Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the place you want to go if you like betting player props. Everything from daily fantasy-style games to player prop parlays. It's so much fun. You can make money and uh, have, a, have, have a blast like playing these smaller tournaments where it's not going to be like your typical DFS tournament. You've got a chance to win, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So check them out online, Thrive Fantasy. Make sure they're legal in your state, by the way, before you sign up. But uh, Thrive Fantasy, promo code SBD for a deposit match up to $100. It's Thrive Fantasy, promo code SBD. All right, so let's get to it. Um, first, I want to start off with the the line movement from yesterday. I mean, this has been absolutely insane, and this isn't... Look, sometimes we'll get big line moves in the NHL, in these sports. We've talked about this before. But the idea of these games moving how they have, I hope you listened early yesterday. Or at least, I mean, these didn't move till last night. So I'm sure if you did listen yesterday, you got these. But Colorado, when we did the show at about, I want to say it was closer to 4 p.m. Denver time, like mountain time yesterday. Colorado Avalanche were minus 155 against Winnipeg. Uh, as we sit here today at 1020 Mountain Time, the Colorado Avalanche tonight are, uh, let's see, minus 230. Okay, think about that. Minus 155 to minus 230. That's a gigantic jump. You don't get that often at all in the in the NHL. So, yes, I, I'm used to beating line moves like that, but that kind of a move is a substantial move. Now, here's the thing. Honestly... I don't care whether these bets win or lose. And it may seem counterintuitive. It's like, what are you talking about? Don't you want your bets to win? Obviously, everyone wants their bets to win all the time. If it were up to all of us, we'd all go 100% all the time. But the point here is, over the, the course of years and years doing this, this is exactly what you're looking for. To beat lines, obvi- or, or ideally to beat the hell out of lines like we just did, to where we're getting one seven, you know, one fifty five. Even if you jumped on Colorado at minus one eighty, that's still a good price, at least compared to the market now. And so that's what you want. You want a portfolio filled with all these lines that you have the the the, the best of it. And over time, that's going to come in. So if Colorado doesn't cash tonight, you know, it doesn't. It may sound weird, but it doesn't matter. Like wins and losses at this point don't really matter. What matters is getting the best lines. And again, I know that's a strange thing to say or to, to put out there, but it's true. After a while, it's not necessarily, you don't ride these wins. You don't get so excited about the wins and so down and pissed about the losses unless they're huge bets, you know, but generally it's just, you play this, you play these out, get good lines, get good numbers, and you're going to do okay sports betting. So Colorado yesterday, minus 155. Unfortunately, if you haven't gotten on that yet, it's probably not bettable now. And just to give some percentages, like what that means in terms of, Break even, the break even percentage at yesterday's bet minus one fifty five was sixty point seven eight percent. 
So if the Avs would theoretically win this game 61% of the time, that's a profitable bet. Uh, Now today at minus 230, the break-even percentage there is 69.7%. So now the Avs have to win 7 out of 10 times 70%, the implications, for this to be a good bet. Think about that, 61% to 70%. I mean, that's, 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 that's a big jump. 9% 9% is, uh, that's a lot. So, you know, that's how much the lines move so far. And this is often what you see. Let's say our our percentage that, that we had personally for the, for the abs to win was 64%, right? That makes it a great, extremely profitable bet yesterday and a horribly bad bet today. We're taking the same team, same game, same circumstances. Nothing's changed except for the price. That's why price is so important. We get, it goes from being a good bet to a bad bet based on price or vice versa, a bad bet to a good bet if you can find the, the correct price or, or something underpriced. So, you know, I, I know I drive this in and I know I repeat myself sometimes, but it, these are important topic or important concepts that we have to go over and make sure everyone understands that the essence of betting is very simple. Like getting there is hard, but the essence is what should the line be? What is the line? And every line equals obviously a percentage that we can find. Um, if you go to like the action network, uh, betting calculator, the odds calculator, you can easily do all this there. So anyway, uh, Colorado's moved a ton, uh, same with the Tampa Bay Rays. That game starts soon, actually in major league baseball, Tampa Bay, we gave out yesterday at uh, minus 175. And I even said that was moving on the show. It was even going up to like 180, you know, or so, uh, at about four o'clock yesterday, but it is closing at minus 230. And let's actually see what happened there because I'm going to feel bad if, if there wasn't enough time for everyone to get that in. Obviously, with the abs bet, you had pretty much till last night to make the Colorado Avalanche bet, right? If you didn't get that in, you know, I know you just probably didn't listen in time, and I'm, I, I apologize for that, but I, I at least I don't feel bad or at least as bad because people had plenty of time to get that in. This one, I'm not so sure. We're going to check right now some timestamps for, uh, and I'm sorry I didn't prepare this. I just kind of am doing this on the fly because I just thought about this. All right, let's check. Uh, a good sports book here we can rely on. Okay. So this yesterday was when we did the podcast, Tampa Bay minus 175. Yeah, that reflects here by 745 last night, mountain time. So 945 Eastern, it was up to 190. Well, it came back down to 180 then an hour later. So it was floating between 180, 190 still until about midnight east midnight on the east coast last night about 10 o'clock my time nine pacific then it went to 195 192 largely in the market two some 200s were out there but we were they were floating between 180 and so i mean look i know not too many of you were that price sensitive but the, the idea that this opened up at 155 and then within let's see let's see how long it took based on these timestamps, it took uh eight minutes to get up to 170 so it opened up minus 155, at, and this was 11.55 Mountain Time, so 10.55 Pacific yesterday. Uh, it opens up minus 155, Tampa Bay. Then by 12.03, eight minutes later, it's minus 170. Whew. That's how quick these things go. That's how all those juicy lines get taken up. Can you imagine if you had the 155 there? That is, that was, that's what we're talking about. Like That is what you want on your portfolio. So uh, anyway, these lines have moved a little bit. I mean, I'm glad if you got them, but it's just an example as to how this whole thing works and why you want to be on the right side. 
Um, let's get into some beer sales. Uh, I, I have some thoughts on this. This has nothing to do with sports betting. Just in general, though, uh, if you've been to a game recently, or maybe even not recently, a game in the last five years, there's a lot of people who get hammered at, at, at games. And I will be the first to admit this was me for a while in my life, right? Through college, even high school. Sorry to say, in high school, yes, uh, drinking a little bit of games. College, for sure. You know, even the few years after college, I was, I went to games. I, I, I would get drunk, right? I'd be loud. And so I kind of get that. I don't want to pretend like I'm all sanctimonious here. But at this point, I, I, I'm, I'm not like that anymore. I've just changed. I, I, I'm, I'm different now. <laughs> I've grown up a little bit, I like to think. And, I see this happening and I, I it's it's bad. I roll my eyes. I don't love running into it at games and you you see it more at like football games, I'll admit. You see it more at college football games, NFL games. You see that that's where you see a lot of the fighting taking place, which is just fucking ridiculous. Going to a game and getting in a fight because someone's wearing the jersey of the other team. It's like how in how how goddamn insecure are you that you're going to pick somebody out wearing the opposition's jersey and and slug them in the face. But obviously, alcohol has a big deal to do with a lot of this. I guarantee if no one's drunk, no, very, very few people, we're getting 95% of the, of the fights taken away. No one's fighting if, if they're not drunk. And so my whole thing with baseball, extending to the seventh inning or the eighth inning, because we'll j- just let everyone know what I'm talking about in case you missed it. The MLB, the, the rule in baseball for a long time, or at least stadium to stadium, was that they cut beer sales off in the seventh inning. And this was so people weren't, well, there, there was a lot of reasons, but it was primarily because they wanted to limit the amount of alcohol people were drinking right before they left the stadium, right? Driving home. I mean, it's not great. It doesn't take a genius to realize if you're slamming beers during the last pitch, you know, bad stuff's going to happen. So a lot of stadiums had this rule. Well, now what's happening is they're losing their sweet, sweet money, right? It's mil- They're losing millions of dollars. The, these stadiums are. And so what they're doing in response is they're obviously showing their true colors. And they're saying, fuck the fans. Fuck the safety of the fans and all these DUIs we're trying to prevent and the safety of them. We're losing money. So we got to do something about this. And, and this article that I found, uh, the, 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 uh, the headline is, MLB teams forced into drastic action to preserve to preserve beer sales with new rules shortening baseball games this season. Now, obviously, the pitch clock is why this is all happening. The pitch clock is taking a lot of time off of games. And so as a result, that's why there's less beer being sold is they're getting to the seventh inning quickly. And they're saying, sorry, it's the eighth inning. You can't buy beer anymore. And it's happening fast. So not only are people forced to drink beer, they're forced to drink beer in a smaller amount of time. And the stadiums are saying, no, 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 no. We need you to slam this beer quickly and buy more beer. We're going to give you one more inning. So I just had my thoughts on this. I know this has nothing to do with sports betting. It's just the, the, the hypocrisy that we see every day if you're paying attention and all the time. And, and I'm not going to get on this whole thing about corporate America. And, but this is a, a perfect example of... of People not giving a shit about us, and this happens. And look, maybe I am going to get into that, right? It is these these large companies, and it, this happens in pharmaceuticals. This happens with food. This happens with a lot of things where people are making money, and they're saying, "Wait a minute, we don't want the gravy train to end." What about this? And so they'll do whatever they can do to just keep making money and keep making money, keep making money, keep making money. And they say, fuck everybody else. Fuck the consumer. We need their money. We need to not. So this is why all these lawsuits come out about companies that knew they had bad things in them, but 
They were making millions, they were making billions of dollars, right? Whether it's pharmaceuticals or food companies that are now being sued years later with additives. And it's like a lot of these companies know what they're doing, right? It's just, it just, it's dressed up in a way to where it's like, oh, we're doing it to save you from you. We, we, we don't want anyone drinking in the eighth inning. We don't want anyone driving home like that. And then games shorten up and it's like, oh, well, forget that. We're losing money. You can drink it in the eighth inning. It's like, wait a minute. What about the safety issues from before? What about all the reasons why this was in place before? And then money come, money gets involved, and it's like, yeah, fuck the consumer, fuck the average person out there. You know this this whole. I I, I rarely talk politics on this show, and I'm not going to get political right now. But this this whole thing that people have with like not trusting, and this happens on both sides, okay? Whether you're wearing a blue tie or a red tie, or you're in the middle, I feel like everyone's less trusting these days for reasons like this. You know, this this kind of pissed me off. So. Anyway, I just had to give my two cents on the beer sales. I think that's absolute hypocrisy. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, let's get people more hammered in a shorter amount of time. Send them on the roads. All right, uh, let's move on. Move along. Um, points bet. God, I'm going to get worked up again. We should maybe put a softer topic between these two, but this is what we got today. Um, points bet did something that really scares me. It really pisses me off. And I promise, I'm actually in a great mood today, right? From story to story, I'm not upset today. I'm not taking this out on the show. But this story, wait till you hear this if you haven't yet. So PointsBet, a couple weeks ago, offered, like they do every game, every sports book offers every game a whole bunch of different kinds of bets. And part of what I've talked about that, that a professional does is it's our job as a pro, or even a good sports better who likes to make a little bit you know, more money every month, it's our job to go through and sift through sports books and see mispriced lines. Okay, this happens every day in every sport. And the more off the board the lines get or the bets get, the more a chance we're going to find for a mistake. Let me give you an example. The Super Bowl, everyone's going to have pretty much the same number because there's a lot of information. It's a public game. It's a public number. But if you get a uh, prop bet or like a player prop bet for a college basketball game, you're going to get some very different lines on different websites. And this is because the further away you get from the the original like spread over under, the more originating there's tr- they're trying to do on their own, the more lines they're trying to come up with on their own at individual sports books or, or services that provide this for sports books. So you're going to get very different lines. So this is nothing new. The idea of one sports book offering something for a player and another sports book offering something very different for a player. This happens all the time. So what happened in this example, this happened on, I think this was in the first week of April. Um, I'm not, I, don't, I think it was April 6th. Don't quote me on that because this is just when I'm seeing the tweets and the articles written, but I believe this game was played on April 6th and then the reaction was April 7th. So what happened was points bet, like we just talked about, was offering a player prop on Tyus Jones. I'm sure they were offering player props on all the players playing that in that uh, night's game. And of the player of the props, they could have been offering things like tri- you know, will this player have a triple double? Will this player have a double double? Will this player have over x amount of points, right? These happen this these are available everywhere. So what happened with points bet is they made a mistake and they priced Tyus Jones double double at 16 to 1 while pretty much all the other sports books uh, in America, had three to one. So again, every other sports book had Tyus Jones. Will he get a double double plus three hundred, three to one, and points bet had plus sixteen hundred, sixteen to one. So obviously, it's a mistake on points bet's part. But here's the issue: 
they waited until the game ended and Tyus Jones sealed his double-double to void the bet. Okay, so not only did points bet do something that I'm going to go deeper on in a second why it's not okay, I believe and other people believe that they likely would have kept the bet if he would not have gotten a double-double or at least uh, uh, not voided the bet. If he, if he would have gotten a double-double. Now, I have no re- no evidence as to why to say that. I've got, you know, no, I haven't, I haven't heard anything concrete. That's just my opinion. That's just what I think that, you know. And actually, I did see one tweet that said, let's see, this this article's by Darren Ravel on the Action Network. He retweeted or at least put a tweet up here that said, some evidence that they wouldn't have voided it if I lost. This is Matt Holtz. Uh, they kept my 50 cents on the DD and win. So they didn't void the bet. So he parlayed. Oh, so they lost that night. So what happened was they kept a bet that had a parlay with that in it and didn't void it, which they should have voided it if you're voiding everything. So the losers they kept, the winners they voided. Here's why this is an issue. If you wait until the game's over to do something like this, that sets a precedent that apparently sportsbooks can get away with because of the fine print. That's how they're getting away with all this, okay? Because the Nevada uh, Gaming Control Board has dealt with this before. They've allowed you know the fine print to come into, into play. And this is all because of the, quote, terms and conditions on PointsBet's website that allowed them to do this. Now, I don't know exact terms and conditions for all the websites. So I don't know if DraftKings, BetMGM, FanDuel, any, anyone else can do the same thing. I'm sure they can, but this is a problem. This is a big, big problem. And let me tell you exactly why this is happening. The same reason the beer sales are happening. And this is not cynicism. This is reality. It's money. Have you ever seen where sports, where points bet or some of these other sports books will refund a bet? Oh, hey, so-and-so got hurt in the first quarter. We're refunding all the bets tonight. You've seen those, right? Why do you think they're doing that? They're doing that because they say, is it worth it in advertising for us to refund the couple hundred or maybe even a couple thousand dollars ahead on any given player prop that night? Probably. And every time I see points bet or anyone else say, hey, we're we're refunding because this player got hurt in the first quarter. I always think, yeah, it's because you don't have any fucking money on it, you, you, you con artists. Of course, it's all this game they want to play. There's this facade they want to put out there that they, they, they're nice and they're fun and and they're easy to, you know, that's why they hire these, you know, younger people to run the social media accounts. So it looks like they're inviting and they're fun and oh who who's you who are you tailing tonight blah 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 it's like they're nothing but greedy you know I'm 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 not gonna go I I was about to just sort of go into a whole thing there they're greedy let's just keep it at that they're obviously clearly greedy and they take it out on all of us every one of you trying to make bets and so when points bet voids Tyus Jones because they offered sixteen to one that's on them. They put a price out there. If I go to the grocery store, because here's what here's what's essentially, let's come up with an analogy. We go to the grocery store and they've got a nice filet mignon, a nice fat steak, okay? Delicious looking filet mignon that uh, is priced at five bucks. And you go ask the guy behind the counter, you're like, hey, what's wrong with this? Is this like bad? Why is this for $5? He goes, oh, that's what it's priced. You, you know, so it's priced. You buy the steak, you check out and you're walking to your car. And then the manager comes running out and says, hey, 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 catches you in the car. Roll the window down, roll the window down. You roll the window down. He goes, hey, I'm so sorry. We're going to need uh, $35 extra dollars for you. Or he goes, hey, give me the steak back. Well, here's, here's five bucks. Give me the steak back. 
What would you do? I'd say, screw you, buddy. It was marked five bucks. I checked out. They approved it. No one stopped me from buying it. I'm, well, I'm here in my car now. The transaction's done. The transaction is complete. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm going to go home and eat this steak, you bitch. That's what I would say, okay? But because these sports books operate like slime balls and they can just pull the rug out from under you, this is what's going to happen every time. Oh, whoops, we made a mistake. So now you're telling me, like, at what point does this stop? What if it was not 16 to 1, it was 10 to 1 or 7 to 1, okay? What if in college football, which... What if in college, let's just use an NFL game. What if in the NFL, the Broncos uh, uh, open up, I, I don't even know their schedule next year. Let's say they open up with the Raiders at home and they're minus six, okay? And some sports book puts minus six out there and a bunch of people jump on minus six. Well, the day after Russell Wilson gets hurt and the Broncos now go down to pick them. What if sports books in the future can void those bets? That essentially takes away everything that we're trying to do. You're not, we're not beating him to any information. We're, we're just something that happened. And the sports books go, oh, no, no, we're taking it away. Like this opens up such a Pandora's box to where, oh, we made a mistake. We didn't know. Well, Russell Wilson's hurt now. That, that bet can't count. Or in, in this analogy, maybe it's, it would be better if you know he got hurt the same day. But the point is, this is a very slippery slope. And I hate that term because it's so overused. You know, it's slippery slope, slippery slope. But this is. This is going to open up such a world of fuckery that that they can just do whatever they want whenever they want and i hope the points bet feels this i mean they're one of the smaller sports books anyway but this was a bad move on their part you know i don't recommend anyone why, why would anyone sign up with points bet sometimes they have good lines sometimes they offer like things like no big lines but this whole power hour thing they do is so gimmicky and stupid i don't i don't like points bet and this just this is such a great example voiding the bet because they messed up so Okay, anyway, I didn't want to get that worked up, but th- that kind of stuff just really, really annoys me. All right, let, let's, let's turn the, the notch here. Let, let's take it down a notch, Scotty. Let's take it down a notch. Uh, let's go to some baseball. Let's talk baseball. Let's talk bullpen. Um, bullpen projections, I know this is kind of a left turn, right? Really, really, really worked up to, to baseball, but whew, everyone together now. One, two, three, exhale. Whew, okay, um... MLB, bullpen projections are super important because no one pays attention to the bullpen and it ends up being 30 to 50% of every game that we see. Now, every, and I want to be careful. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are doing bullpen work. There have to be, but I feel like it's not talked about enough, not discussed enough, at least compared to or relative to uh, starters in the, in, in baseball. Okay, because there's tons of focus on starters, who's getting the start, all these articles written. When you look at, at some of these breakdowns, you know, look, go look at a public breakdown today. Look anywhere. I'm not going to call anybody out, but look anywhere. If you just type in you know, game preview or game prediction for whatever, fill in the blank, I'm sure they're going to talk about the starters for each team. How many articles talk about the bullpen or who we could see or what the righty-lefty matchup is or what the trends say for those? You know, Are there any good numbers that we can take away from that? So that's what people often, I think, overlook. And so if you want yourself to start looking more into bullpens and incorporating more in your handicap, I've got a great website that you can start using. It is the uh, Rotowire baseball bullpen usage. So just type in uh, bullpen usage Rotowire on Google, and it should be the first link. And I like this because it separates last five days. It's, it's nice and organized, alphabetical order by team. You know, when you're working quickly in your handicapping games, you want websites that are easy to use and that have good information and uh, usable information. I think this really does a good job. So um, roto wires, bullpen usage. I like that. And what you can do 
is if you want to get better at projecting bullpens yourself, obviously the question becomes, how do we know who's going to pitch? A lot of these bullpens have, you know, look at the Braves. The Braves have, what, four, eight, what, 10, 11 players in the bullpen? And they've got a big bullpen um, compared to the Brewers who have, I think, eight. So you're going to get different usages from different teams, different situations, but it's very interesting how different teams use the bullpen and use starters. I mean, some teams have four starters and they use a rotation on the fifth you know, day. So it's really interesting how each of these teams do it. So you've got to get a feel for each team, each division, how they use these players. But also what you can do is that a simple way is go back and look and see what the pattern is. When Jacob DeGrom throws for Texas, do the Texas Rangers use certain players every time after him? Or is it random? Is it independent based on... Um, who we saw start or who we, or who we see in the bullpen. So that's the easiest way is go back and look, are there patterns? After a certain player pitches, can we expect anyone else to come in behind him? Um, and, and look, the reason why you may get this from, from team to team is, let's say you're throwing a uh, right-handed pitcher, okay? And you're throwing a really good right-handed pitcher. Obviously, the other team is going to throw a lot of a lot of hitters who do well against righties. That's how, that's the matchup. Well, what you can do is, is now have two lefties ready to go to kind of play a cat and mouse game. And so a lot of teams will go righty, lefty, lefty, for, or vice versa, just to kind of mix things up. And, and, and they'll do that consistently because that's what they're playing against in terms of the game plan. So it's, it's I think, not too tough to go back and look and find patterns and see who's used and who's not used and who's independently used and who's randomly put out there. And again, this website on RotoWire, I think, makes it very clear and very easy to distinguish who's going to get the ball, who's tired, and who's got a good chance of coming in that day. Um, that's pretty much it with the bullpen. Just wanted to throw that out there. A little tip, little nugget for everyone. Use more bullpen usage in your handicaps. It's so much more important than I think the average person you know, puts out there or incorporates in their in their uh, breakdowns. And that's a, re- a great spot to start with that Roto-Wire website. So, okay, we're going to get out of here. Appreciate everyone listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. And uh, hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.